Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Stronger Leaders Shaping Tomorrow. We believe that leaders are shaping the future, and it's our commitment to provide you with high-value resources that will give you the opportunity to be the best leader you can be. I'm your host, Phil Denner, joined as always by the founder and president of Alliant Leadership, Joe Denner. Joe, thank you for joining us again today. How are you? I'm doing great, and as always, glad to be with you. All right, that's that's always great to hear, and the sun is shining. Yes, it is. Uh, it's nice and warm outside, just about hot. Um, <laughs> high of 93, I believe, is yeah. the scheduled forecast, so... We're definitely in for From some winter heat. to summer. Yes, absolutely. Now, before we get started with today's topic, I want to encourage you all to check out Joe's blog. You can easily find it at joedenner.com. If you haven't already, subscribe to his blog to receive it in your email inbox each week and receive a free copy of his ebook titled 10 Ways to Live on Purpose. It's a really quick read and lays out a simple yet powerful framework for how to live a more fulfilling life. Now, Joe, uh, we normally publish our podcast on the first Thursday of every month, but mm-hmm. uh, this month we're doing it a little bit later due to yep. the product launch we had going on. Uh, do you want to say just a few things about that? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we just launched a new product called Seven Days to Becoming a Great Manager. It's a really fantastic, uh, fantastic video training series that we're really excited about. And we learned a ton uh, during this launch. It was what we might want to call a, a dry run, but it was a full-on live dry run. So we uh, we ran through all the all of the processes and we jumped through all the hoops and and we learned a ton about all the moving parts and all the moving pieces of actually you know getting a product out there and live Um, and we're going to be doing it again in september in a much more dramatic and robust fashion but uh, i think it was a great experience for our team we we learned a lot we made a lot of mistakes Uh, we had a lot of places where we got frustrated or disappointed and and yet uh and yet we stuck through it and we we worked through it and i thought it was a again a great a great opportunity to learn how to work together through a pretty pretty complicated and complex effort so uh, i thought it was exciting yeah absolutely it was definitely a very interesting experience uh and something that we will take with us into our next next launch speaking of which you may have noticed that we uh, joe had posted some really great free content uh during the launch and if you missed out on that free content do not worry Uh, We are going to be doing another launch in September, so keep your eyes open because I am sure there will be some great, great stuff Joe has to give away. So we're going to jump right into our topic today. We're discussing a very serious issue uh, that many people face, balancing work and family. Mm -hmm. And actually, according to to some statistics, uh, about 50% of dads uh, say that it is challenging for them uh, to balance the responsibilities of their job Mm -hmm. and their family. And 56% of mothers uh, say the same thing. So this is definitely something that people face uh, about one in two, it looks like. So tell us a little bit 
uh, about these, this issue? Just uh, give us an overview. Well, it's a, it's obviously a huge issue. It's something that I, I think every single person who has a family faces. I, I rarely meet anybody anymore that's bored. I mean, yeah. you know, anybody who has any level of responsibility in terms of family or a job or a business is just constantly feeling this tug of war between the two. They never feel like they're giving either one of them enough. Mm. And, and so it's a huge issue that creates a ton of stress for people. And, and so it was something I've been wanting to write about for a while. Yeah, absolutely. You actually, you had the blog post about balancing work and family. Um, it was a really great post. If you haven't had a chance, again, go check it out. Um, there's some really great information in there. Um, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper in today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, in your blog, you talk about the difference between balance and prioritizing. Yeah. What are the differences, in your opinion, uh, between the two, and which do we use to be the most successful? Well, you know, actually, the reason, the thing that really prompted me to start the blog is that I hear so much about this whole thing of balance. And I just, it drives me crazy because I don't really believe that that exists. (laughs) And I really don't ultimately believe that that's what's most important is this kind of, you know, mythical middle point uh, on the teeter-totter that that will keep us from, you know, leaning in either direction. Because quite frankly, there are seasons of life and there are times when either our family or our work needs more of us. And I think it's more an issue of learning how to prioritize. So to me, the issue of balance is a myth. And I think it's more about being able to determine what is most important right now. And, And that can be in the moment or that can be in terms of this, you know, today or this week or this month. But the point is, is we've got to learn how to decide what's important now. And and that's really what this blog post is about, is the issue of prioritization and making those kinds of decisions. Absolutely. And if you're listening in and you're a high school student, a college student, this is this is not just uh, for married people oh, sure. with families. Absolutely. Uh, I, just recently, I had a brother graduate, and one of the things that I told him was, you need to learn to, and I actually use the word balance uh, and prioritize. I can't remember exactly which word I used. I think it was balance, but uh, I told him that he needed to learn uh, how to balance all the things that he was going to be having going on, activities, homework, yep. any type Absolutely. of work he's doing, um, because at any age, you're going to have things that you're going to have to learn to prioritize with and starting at a young age is probably the best thing to do for you. Yeah, that's that's great insight. I think every child has responsibilities to their family, but they also have commitments outside. They have yeah. friends, they have sports, they have school, and some of you know some have jobs. And so, uh, great great point, Phil. I'm glad you glad you mentioned that because this does apply to everybody across the spectrum. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about the concept of agency? I saw it throughout the blog. Um, and I've actually never really heard of this concept before. And if mm-hmm. I have, I'm not uh, <laughs> hearing it in the right context yeah. or something. Um, but it was I, w- I was reading through it, and um, there was definitely some really interesting things in there. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Well, I think the issue of agency is that we have the power to choose. Um, I think sometimes 
Um, and I've even felt like this recently. We, we feel like we're out of control, like somebody else is in control. We're completely out of control and we are just a slave to whether it's our kids schedule and demands with sports and other extracurricular activities, whether it's the, you know, the launch of a new product or whether it's, you know, uh, you know something significant happening in the business is just mm-hmm. taking a ton of our time. And the point I try to make in, in the blog is this. You and I have this amazing ability to choose. It's a wonderful, beautiful thing that God has given us, this will and an ability to make choices between things. We get to choose. And there are going to be plenty of times when we don't feel like we can choose, like it's being dictated to us. And certainly there are there are those times as an employee or as a child or, or even as a spouse who's, you know, trying to make sure that we're sharing the responsibilities and things within the family, we're going to feel obligated. But the bottom line is this, you still have the ability to choose. You can make a bad choice. You can make the right choice. It doesn't matter. The point is, as a human being, one of the things you have is you have agency. You have the ability to make a choice. And so that's really what this is about is I don't want people feeling as though they are prisoners or they are slaves or they have absolutely no ability to affect the outcomes that they produce Mm. in their lives because they absolutely do. And I would say most of the time we have more agency than it may even feel like in the moment. I mean, let's say you feel like you've got this boss who just, you know, you can't do what you want because of them. You know what? You are the one who's choosing to stay at that job. And you could say, yeah, but but the economy isn't. And I say, you know what? If you worked hard enough, you could probably find another opportunity. And, And so the point is don't Don't buy the lie that you don't have a choice. That's one of the other great things about this country that we live in and the freedoms that we enjoy is that we have agency. And so that's really all that means is that we have the ability to make choices and we've got to learn to step up to the plate and be big boys and big girls and own and take responsibility for the decisions that we make. Interesting. So a a consistent, uh, consistently choosing the wrong thing and prioritizing the wrong thing, I'm guessing that that's it. That is what will lead to struggle uh, with the balance, uh, so to yeah. speak, between work and family. Well, that and that's only one of the bad things it'll lead to. It oh, could yeah, lead to all course. other kinds of things. But yeah, and and when you continue to make those bad choices, a lot of times people start to feel like a victim. And I'm not saying there aren't victims. Don't don't get me wrong. But oftentimes we have made the choices that lead us to the uncomfortable places that we wind up in. And and we live in such a culture of blame that everybody wants to blame everyone and everything Mm -hmm. else, whether it's the weather or the economy or anything else. And successful leaders again and again are people who take full and complete ownership of the course that they're on and, and make choices. Yeah. It was interesting when you said the thing about the job and how, you know, someone's saying they hate their job or something and it's just, you know, well, then why not leave? Yeah. And I just, I remember hearing that line so many times uh, in past jobs and that was my, my thought was if, if you don't like it here, then why right. are you still here? 
And I just, yeah, I find that very interesting because we do have a choice yeah. um, with what we do. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that maybe even be a bit controversial here. And that is, I think there are certain people who get to the place where they enjoy losing and they enjoy and get almost addicted to the feeling of being the victim and looking for sympathy from others. And, and again, don't get me wrong. There are people that are in tough places in life and there are people that need help and need a second chance. And, but you know what? So many people, it it can, the point is, is if you keep going in the wrong direction, you can wind up um, making yourself into a victim rather than mm. the fact that anybody else has victimized you. So please hear me carefully and correctly. I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who've been victimized, yeah. but I'm saying that the vast majority of us do it to ourselves and and then don't want to make the choices and take the ownership to get ourselves out of that situation and get ourselves back on the right course. All right. Well, what are some steps our listeners can take to create better prioritization of all the things in their lives? Yeah, the bottom line of that is is really knowing what you want. I mean, and in yeah. my ebook, you know, 10 Ways to Live on Purpose, one of the things we talk about right away in the beginning is this idea of vision and mission and a sense of purpose. You know, what is the purpose of your life? What are you desiring to do with your life? Where do you want to wind up? a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And again, this, this takes, um, this, you've got to get to the place where you really do believe you have agency. Otherwise Mm. you're going to look at something like that and say, oh, you're just dreaming. And I'm here to say it's possible to take some of those hopes and dreams and turn them into reality by making the choices that lead you toward that end. And so I think the first thing is to sit down and really wrestle through, whether it's alone or with a, a spouse or a significant other, whoever is you know is important and whoever's going to be affected by your choices significantly, sit down and decide what you want. And again, I want you to think about that both in terms of end outcomes, like where do I want to wind up, and short-term things such as what do I want to be doing right now or what, because the point is if you don't define the end outcome, then you can't chart the right course. Hmm. But if, if you say, for instance, one of the things that's a crazy, big, hairy, audacious goal for me this year is I would like to take a two-week, uh, either two or four-week, but at least a two-week sabbatical at the end of this year. And I think that's crazy. I, there's no way I can do that. <laughs> but if I don't sit down and say that's yeah. what I want and begin to plan how I make that happen, well, sure, it'll never happen. It's just a pipe dream. But if I will set it as a goal and then actually begin to chart a course that gets me going in on a trajectory to that, then then now I can actually take that agency that I have and begin making choices and doing things. And again, sometimes we think there are things that are absolutely impossible that if we just began moving toward it, it would become possible. So that's the first thing is really decide what is it that you want. And then you got to make sure that those things start winding up on your calendar. We we so many of our calendars are like a vacuum, like this black hole, mm. and we've got these goals and these objectives and these ideas, these projects, but we don't calendar them. We don't 
carve out time on our calendars for the things that are important to us. And, and so therefore, they, you know, our time just gets sucked up by all this other stuff. And so we've got to learn to get our priorities onto our calendars so that it's easier to say no to other things, to interruptions and to distractions, because we've already made a decision ahead of time that mm-hmm. this is important and I'm putting aside time for it. So just as a quick example, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do is I've tried to make breakfast times with my daughters and spend evening time with my sons and those go on my calendar. And sure, over the last two months with all the travel and the graduations and parties and all this kind of stuff going on, you know, there's been a disruption in that. But for the last three or four months we've been in a good rhythm and we've been you know making it happen my wife and i go away every quarter and we plan the next date every time we go away for the present one so that it's on the calendar it's set aside it gets planned around and so again decide those are the two big things decide what you want begin making choices around that and then Make sure that you set aside time on your calendar. Your calendar must reflect your priorities or they're not your priorities. And and the other big problem with priorities, and I'll just wrap up with this, is that you've got to be willing to make the hard decisions about what's important. Mm. Because if everything's important, then nothing is. And that's, you know, that's something that uh, that Patrick Lencioni said years ago in, in a book that he had written. And, and it's so true. If everything's important, nothing is. Mm. And yep. so we've got to make make hard choices. And you know what? A lot of people don't want to make hard choices. And so it really comes down to making the hard choices and deciding what's most important. That's really where it starts. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some people with a kind of a dazed look in their eye. Oh, sure. Deer, deer in the headlights. Sure. And they are looking at their lives and realizing, wow, you know, there's so much, so many things that I have to do right now to, to change. And something that a quote that I thought of um, from Jim Rohn is, you cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. Yeah. And so if you're listening here and you're a little overwhelmed um, with with what Joe is saying here right now, <laughs> you're not just alone. remember, <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. And uh, this is something that does take time, but mm-hmm. you need to take the first step. That's right. And that is, that is exactly one right. of the hard decisions yep. you have to make, and that is to make take that step. So. Yeah. And I, I use the term baby steps all the time. Just just take little steps. You don't eat an elephant all at once. You eat it one bite at a time. But you said it, Phil, if you do not take the first step, you're stuck. But don't stay stuck. Get unstuck. Take yeah. the first step and, and get moving and, and get rid. I'll tell you that that feeling of overwhelmed is paralyzing. It is so paralyzing. And yet, if you just begin to move, you'll find that 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 paralyzing feeling begins to release. Yeah. Seth Godin said, everybody has their own Mount Everest. They were put on this earth to climb. Hmm. And maybe this this instance of uh, balancing work and family is your Mount Everest that you need to climb. And and so I encourage you, if it is that you begin to take the first steps, as, as Joe yeah. said. So. Begin the quest. Yep. Uh, finally, would you talk about some personal examples or maybe some difficulties you faced in this area and how you overcame them? Oh, boy. Uh, this feels like a almost a daily struggle for me. <laughs> um, and I feel like I'm gaining momentum and I feel like yeah. I'm gaining ground. But I, I think the biggest thing, the biggest step that I've taken, because not only do I have a business, 
but I'm a pastor. Um, in addition to that, we, you know, we have nine children. Um, I have, I'm on a couple of boards. And so there's a lot going on in my life and yeah. I could just, you know, fall prey to, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. But one of the things that my wife and I have done is, and I've mentioned this a few times already, is the quarterly review. And we have really, mm. the last couple of years, been super committed to this, and, and it's it's sacred in our relationship and what we're doing. And so every 90 days, Andrea and I go away for a night, and, and we usually spend the afternoon, the evening, and then the following morning and early afternoon together just doing a review. How have the last 90 days gone? Um, you know, and what are the priorities for the upcoming 90 days? Because there are, as I said in the blog, there are seasons and there are different times of the year and different times of life, whether you have aging parents that you have to take care of or whether you have young children and they just require a ton of your energy or whether you have, you know, in my case, a lot of kids going, you know, a lot of different directions, you know, so whatever it is, we all have these variety of demands, but... But Andrew and I take this time, and it's usually about a 24-hour period where we just get away and we just shut ourselves off from everything else and we review and plan. So it's a look back and a look forward. And we we calendar stuff, you know, and we, we make sure that the stuff that's on her calendar that I'm aware of and the stuff that's on my calendar she's aware of. And so that's been a big, big breakthrough um, I think in, in doing that. Yeah. The, the other thing I think just over the last year or two is I've just really made some hard choices and, and I've decided I do have agency. There've been, you know, times when I've, uh, you know, I've wanted to publish the blog every Wednesday and you know what I've decided there have been a few times where I publish on Thursday and you know what? Yep. It's not the end of the world. And it's okay because it just happened last night. You know, I spent all day yesterday um, going down to our state capitol for, for an event. Um, uh, Franklin Graham was was here in Illinois, um, you know, and ra- you know trying to rally people together to pray for our nation. And so I took the entire day, went down there for that. And then I'm, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I got the blog post. I need to get it done. And then we had a dinner, you know, last night with some with some friends of ours. And you know what I did? I just relaxed. And I said, you know what? This is what's important right yeah. now. And the blog will get done. Um, and so sometimes it's a matter of making sacrifices. With, and sometimes your family sacrifices and sometimes your work sacrifices. And again, it's not about balance. It's not about keeping a scorecard as to who's given. It's about what's important now. But some of those, those are some of the most recent things have been just the crush of demands on my time and energy. And the, the quarterly review with my wife has been paramount in mm. my getting my arms around what's most important now and being able to be comfortable with that as we move along. Do you have some information about the quarterly review that you do? Maybe uh, some sort of template or something like that that people could get from you if they reached out? Yeah, I talk a little bit about it in my ebook, uh, but I also did draft a template. So if anybody would like that template, uh, just send us an email at info at joedenner.com and we would be more than happy to send that out to you. Yeah, I know that's a great step. I know we've had at least um, one couple that had reached out to us and said yeah. that this had been really, really helpful for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, so definitely a good first step um, if you're looking for some uh, material to kind of help you take that first step. Definitely contact us at info 
at Alliant Leadership. I'm sorry, is it info at joedenner.com? Yep, info at joedenner.com. Sometimes I get confused with yep. the business name. But. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, anyways, Joe, are there any uh, last uh, words you want to wrap up with here today? Uh, I just, Phil, I really loved the way you put it a few minutes ago on that as begin the quest, take the first step. Yeah. Um, don't, you know, if you feel like a prisoner, then that's how you feel right now. But you don't have to stay feeling like that. Um, take ownership of your situation. And I'm telling you, I know there are some of you who are out there who are in super, super challenging situations. And I'm making it sound really, really easy. (laughs) And I know it's not easy. It's hard. But you've got to make some of the simple beginning choices to begin to move forward and get out of that, get out of those chains and get out of that prison that you feel like you're in and take some ownership. And it probably starts in your mind. And then it begins with one or two very simple action steps in moving towards what you want and then be willing to make course corrections along the way. But you got to get moving. So I'm really glad you pointed that out. All right. Well, Joe, thank you again so much for joining us today. My honor. Uh, Very helpful information. We also want to thank all of our listeners for joining us. We hope, as always, that the information Joe has had to share with you has been helpful in some way. Don't forget to check out Joe's blog again, uh, joedenner.com, and get his ebook as a free gift. And we hope to have you all listening in again on July 7th for our next episode of Stronger Leaders Shaping Tomorrow. 